Oh, Cont- I, you caught that. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were talking about being on um, Xbox primarily. Yes, so I paid for Google Play Pass so I could play on my Google Pixel phone, all the mobile things, and then I got tired of that. But I've been an Xbox Live, Xbox Gold, and Game Pass member for many years. And so I typically look, they release games on the 1st and the 15th, or it's maybe the last day of the month and the 15th, I don't know, but... They release new games on Game Pass where you can download it and play and it'll automatically uninstall when they get rid of it. Or if you have Xbox Live Gold, they give you three free games per month that you can download and keep. And I basically wait for those days. I look at what it is. If I like it, I download it. I play it. I beat it. I uninstall or I play it and hate it and uninstall. But I do not have a gaming PC. So all of my gaming experiences are limited to console only, and I also prefer playing by myself. So multiplayer online stuff, I'm not going to have an opinion of other than a couple of more recent games that I've actually tried to play with people I know. Um, uh, I also have a Switch that I've kind of dabbled in, not a whole lot. So I'm not really sure how my opinions would help <laughs> well okay okay have you played red dead redemption 2 no neither did i play one i haven't played one i played two because it became this cultural icon and i was like well, years later i was like okay what's that about you know like i'll, I'll try a new game because it's very rare for me too because i always game alone i always game alone i've never done that online shit either um, I'm an old school, old school, you know, StarCraft, Tomb Raider, um, fucking, uh, I'm trying to think of a Sims nerd, you know, and I play by myself. I, I don't play with others, but new spaces have been created for shit. Minecraft probably being the best example of like multiple people getting to like go and hang out with each other in a virtual space. Um, in real time, Red Dead Redemption 2 by itself, the game, the storyline is fucking insanely beautiful. Really hard truth, really dark. Um, cause it's a cowboy story and it's real as fuck. And it's also an amazing fucking game. Like the gameplay is phenomenal. And after you beat it, this is one of those games to where like, you know this as a gamer like after you beat it there's like really no point in going back they'll let you go back if you want to because like oh you missed uh, this artifact was over there and you have the map and you know where it is do you you, want to go get it and it's kind of like i'm bored and they'll they'll randomly spawn a couple enemies in your way to make it fun still but that's not fun um anyway Red Dead Redemption 2 by itself is a beautiful fucking game, but they've created the online space, which opens up the opportunity for us to literally build Stargazer Village uh, in the game, in one of the towns, I don't know, you know, a social space for us to get together. And it's, it's invitation only, it's us only. Like, it's only our friends, but this is a place that we could all get together, and they give you a character, 
their, you know, the, the skins to choose from, whatever. Because um, I've seen how people play in this game on these different servers. We would have our own server. And it would just be like us uh, in there. Whoever was the us that had the invitation. And just go hang out in this fucking crazy game and go ride horses and go hunting and fishing together. And like all that fun shit. And come up with our own missions make ha- have our own game within a game that is already super fucking awesome uh by itself but i've i've popped into a few twitch channels of people playing this game and everybody seems to go along with this whole like committing to character thing where they they invent their own storylines and it'll just be like to a couple dudes fishing on a river and they'll just come up come up with some totally other random storyline that would have happened about having to rob a train or something. It's fucking beautiful. I think this would be the best place to build it. And I, I think yeah, if, I, if I'm going to build a gaming space for people to hang out in, I think it's probably going to happen in Red Dead Redemption 2. Because they allow for the same kind of Minecraft level servers where it's like invite only or open room. Whatever is it cross platform? I, th- I think it is. I'm, okay. I'm gonna, I'm. <sighs> Red Dead Two, right? I uh, was challenge, challenge, challenge. <laughs> to see who gets there first. <laughs> um. It is not cross-platform. Oh, dog shit. Yeah. That's been the issue with me. Like, it's not that I okay. So I am, I've avoided PC gaming because my fingers do not want to cooperate with pressing keys, but for some reason I can do it on a controller. And I think it's because like my first experience gaming was when I was like three years old with an SNES controller and my parents like encouraged gaming and they brought home all these games and my mom worked at a movie store and like would constantly bring all this stuff so I went from an SNES to an NES to a Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64 Sega was thrown in there GameCube was somewhere in there PlayStation I mean like everything my mom was bringing it home they were they were bringing home these decommissioned games from the video store so yeah of course I was like a year behind because like by the time they decommissioned it it had been getting rented out for years so some of these wouldn't even work but I got to play all these different games and it was never on a computer in fact I didn't have internet at my house because we lived in the middle of nowhere until I was 16 years old and that was like 2006 (laughs) so I was a little bit behind and my fingers just I can type really really fast if I'm just typing words but if I'm trying to game my fingers do not cooperate but I can game like crazy on any sort of console Xbox just happens to be the one that I've preferred and I'm wanting to play these online games with people. Get and I don't a have the USB powered controller. You can get a game controller that's like yeah. USB. And that's a like, plan, but I have yeah. to get a better PC that can run it. Right mm. now, two things. I have a laptop oh, and okay. it is 90% used for work. 
so I'm actually kind of wanting to separate the two because I already have a ton of stuff that's on this laptop that's work-related. Hmm. VPNs, files, I mean, you name it. Um, so I kind of need to separate. You need to have some kind of upgradable tower, and you can start with kind of an older, older tower. You know, like Craigslist, some fucking shit like an old, like old Dell tower or something, and then you can pull the memory pull the memory, you know, go buy some fucking, like, 32 gigs of RAM from China for, like, 40, 60 bucks or whatever. Install the cards yourself. Uh, buy a better, you know, video card for it. That's what I did with my uh, uh, tower that I have now. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't have a name. It totally should. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's what I did. I bought an old machine that was upgradable. <laughs> you know, and just bought the parts myself and stuck them in there and slapped together a pretty decent machine um, that can handle some of those games. But that's my problem is that like my system can't handle new games. Um, it's not <laughs> ready to do that shit yet. That computer is actually, I think that the tower that I have now actually came it, it was like a decade ahead of its time at the time because it came from military intelligence from the military base <laughs> in town um and it, it it's it had i think at the time i got it i think it had seven on it and it's I, i've stuck with seven pro uh, uh, windows seven never go further fuck eight fuck ten Fuck it. I don't care what they're doing now. Nope. Seven. <laughs> Seven. So I can't even run most shit. But uh, I was... It's, okay, old school console gaming. You, you just tickled me in a special area. Okay, so my original PlayStation game. Not PS1, because PS1 was different from the original PlayStation. The original one. My games... The, from that that stick out the most were Twisted Metal 2 with the uh, ice cream truck with the flaming clown skull <laughs> and Siphon Filter. What are your favorite pl original PlayStation games that you remember? I'm not sure I can remember which one was which because the PlayStation era could, you have to remember I'm, I'm behind so like by the time I got the console, it'd probably been out for a while. By the time I got the games, it had definitely been out for a while. I feel like there wasn't, for for whatever reason, a lot of space between me getting the PlayStation and then the PS2. Um, mm. So my memories are kind of blended together between the two of them. Um, I do remember one of them being like a Final Fantasy game. I don't remember which one, though. It was like four discs, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> right back when you had like multi-disc games <laughs> and after you got through the second disc the third one didn't work because obviously this these were used games so i played through the first and second disc was it seven or eight um i can't remember if it was final fantasy seven or eight it was one of them but i played through the first and second disc like five or six times because the third one never worked. So I never got to go further than that. <laughs> Tony, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> PlayStation was an interesting era. Um, and it, I, I will tell the dark 
mountain story at at one point because it does mark like a really interesting period in time um but the gamecube era was fucking adorable i loved the tiny discs the little <laughs> the little baby ones do you remember those <laughs> Yes, for GameCube, yeah, <laughs> itty bitty adorable little tiny CDs. I think they the only things I remember from GameCube are like Animal Crossing and Perfect Dark. Was Perfect Dark on GameCube? I think it was. I don't know if it was. I missed that one. It was called uh, Red and Blue in Japan. I think. Perfect Dark was an amazing first-person shooter. That's That was, like, my first real one where I was like, whoa. And this was pre-Halo. This is pre-all of that. Perfect Dark was an amazing game. You're like a secret agent and had to go around, you know, like, unlocking doors and shit. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Super Nintendo. What are, you, what are your childhood nostalgia Super Nintendo games? That's probably where we're going to have the most overlap, me thinks. Uh, it's it's all of the classics, honestly. Mario, Kirby, um, oh my gosh. What was the, is it just Super Mario World and then Yoshi's Island? I think I have that cartridge, yeah. The, that, yeah. that's, I think, the, the, the first one that I have. There's um, whichever one it is that has like almost all of the Mario's. All stars. Yes, all, all stars. stars. That's the one. That That's one. where I Super saw. Mario Three is, where you get the little leaf and you get to fly his little fucking raccoon Mario, and that's with uh, the fucking you get to ride Yoshi and oh my god, that all yes. stars. All stars is my favorite game of all time. Yes, yeah. mine too. Actually, with Yoshi's Island being a close second, mm -hmm. <laughs> those two. All-Stars, just switching between all the different games, and then Yoshi's Island. Those two I have the most memories with. Now, as far as the Sega goes, my oh. biggest memory with that is my is the fucking Lion King game, which is now rated in, like, the top five hardest games ever made. And I was playing that at, like, three years old. And that was, that was, that was Super Nintendo t as well. Was it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I know, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I have it. I have that game. It, it it is one of the hardest games fucking ever. I remember every single level of that fucking thing. I really do. When you're jumping from the your little Simba and you're jumping from platform to platform and you're hanging and it, it's because the physics are janky. It doesn't do always what you want it to do. And the levels are designed really fucking hard. But that is a beautiful fucking game. That was on my <laughs> list too. We had the we we had the same list. It was the it was Lion King. That Lion King game was the fucking hardest thing I've ever played. I don't <laughs> I I don't think I ever beat it. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I definitely didn't because I watched going back literally to a reference from the episode we just recorded. I watched <laughs> Asmongold play this game. <laughs> And he, he definitely made it further than I ever did. And watching him get those points, I was like, holy crap. No wonder I never made it any further. I definitely didn't beat that game. I don't even think I made it halfway through. Oh, see, that's the kind of gaming channel that I want to have. I'd, I, I would love to have a virtual space to hang out with other people. 
But as far as gaming channels go, I would like want to play Donkey Kong 2. Do you remember that one? Yes. For original SNES, you get out first level, you pop out of the treehouse, and you come down and you got to climb back up. You go and you bounce on the tire and you get the big red balloon. You go back outside and go and you stomp on big alligator monsters and shit and collect bananas. Oh my fucking god, that was my favorite game ever. And it got so hard. Uh, the f- the further you got, it got so fucking hard. The minecart levels were, like, yes. ridiculous. Yes, they were. Oh, my uh, God. I forgot about those until you even said it. Man, mm. my, my parents got me started gaming very early. I mean, I have, a, I have a memory of us in an apartment when they were working opposite shifts. So one of them would work all day, one of them would work all night, and they got me an, a Sega... And uh, Nintendo. I can't remember if it was an SNES or um, an NES, but it was one of them. But I, I had to have been between three and four years old and have vivid memories of me playing the Lion King game in the living room of that apartment and sitting on like some sort of bed in the floor that they had set up for me so that I had like a little fort going while I was playing my Sega. It's like this imprinted memory in my brain. And so that's like the first memory I have of gaming. And then they continue to feed that over the years. And I think that's why like disconnecting, relaxing, having fun, like my way of doing that is I'm gonna go play a game. And I want everyone to either watch me and have fun with me, play with me, or leave me alone. (laughs) I need it. <laughs> you're gonna lo- oh my god you're gonna love daniel uh, because we 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 have a, a solid group now daniel is starting a show uh within this network called the lion's den and he's just delightful um th- this is it's, uh, he hasn't even heard this yet but this is i'm th- this is now that this part three that we're doing is spirit monkey um, but here's the, the first sneak peek at uh, Daniel's theme for the lion's den. What the? Whoa, whoa, what? What? It just changed speed. That was bizarre. Zencaster's <laughs> being weird. Um, Red theme song for the Lion's Den, but you're going to love him too, and I I think there's going to be a lot of crossover, as there should be. There should be tons of crossover between all of these different creators who are creating similarly fucking beautiful, awesome shit in the same universe. Because a a lot of people are they want they want to play in like the fake universe where it's like, how pretty am I? How much money do I make? Uh, how popular am I? And uh, the kids like us, man. We we like they, you know fuck the fucking popular kids. Uh, this we need to go revenge of the nerds on their fucking asses. Every last one of us, because this is how we're building rocket ships, motherfucker. <laughs> this is so deep. Like we need to we need to do it, uh, big time, all of us, and we can help each other. You don't you don't have to look for guests, <laughs> you know, to come on hard truth. Uh, we have tons of crossover. 
Matt from the Outrage Machine. I'm sure a crossover with you guys would be fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, because I talked to him a lot in like our group chat that we started for Mindwave, and mm. it seemed like when I actually am paying attention, he and I are vibing pretty well with the conversation. So um, that would be a definite, definite guess. Mm. Chemistry. You can tell who has chemistry. Um, I know who I have chemistry with in this medium, and I know who I don't. Because when, when, when it happens, Me? it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Is it me, Jenner? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I literally said in the other episode that I wanted to, I literally wanted to put babies in you. Like, well, at least one. I, we might still have to go test tube. We might, we might still have to do Petri because I want it. I want a boy. I want to. I want to guarantee a boy. So. Well, that's that. Literally comes from you. The male determines the sex. Yeah, I, it's it's if we did it old-fashioned way, it would be like a. <laughs> it'd be like a dice roll, but um, yeah, I'm. Why are we going back here? Why are we going back here? I'm like because you're having an existential crisis, then you want to put a baby in someone. So <laughs> yeah, bad, and I uh, and I don't know. I don't. I can't. I don't know. And the, the, the fucking the, the, that goddamn Lion King game. Tell me you're not that gay. Oh my god, I'm so amused, Jenner. I love I'm you. I'm not even I'm not even I'm not even gay at all. I've just only ever been with men. I think that's two different things. Uh, I've just I've, that's okay. You know. Good point. <laughs> I can't I can't even argue with that. I, I'm a human. <laughs> uh fuck. Lion King. And then the Donkey Kong. My favorite part, my favorite memory that pops up like uh, grandma's Christmas cookies in my childhood memories is the underwater level from Donkey Kong 2 where you're riding around on the little swordfish and you're going boop, boop, boop. <laughs> do you remember that one? Yes. The underwater? Yeah, I, it. I actually played it recently um, because you can get it on Switch if you pay for their live version like their version of Xbox Live you can get <laughs> all the NES and SNES games and now oh Sega, God. they actually just released that recently. So I went back and played All Stars, and that I got to that point and was like, "Fuck, I remember this." <laughs> oh, the that's a, that's the Super Mario Three underwater level. I was talking about the Donkey Kong Two underwater level. Oh, the Donkey Kong one. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played. I don't know if it's on there. I'm actually, I, now I'm thinking uh, if I can play it. I have it. Uh, let me look for Game Feel. If if I have Game Feel, I will totally share it here on Spirit Monkey. Um, we're on a different show now. <laughs> you're helping. You're helping me make the the new episode of Spirit Monkey. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> We're just vibing too much and having way too much fun, and we kept going, so it was like, no, no, no. 
we're, we're gonna yeah and it. i actually For need to go so let's yeah it. yeah uh, i can add i can add that shit in post but i love the vibing on the resonances of og games because with that is a distinct generation <laughs> and we just gave like a bunch of nerds like boner tickles and nipple tingles <laughs> A bunch of people just remembered that shit, and that's fucking magic. That's uh, worth worth uh, saying. <laughs> we should do that more often. And uh, now that I have someone to talk to about it, I should go back and relive these on the Switch since it is available to me. And then I can talk about the frustrations of being younger trying to do that crap or vice versa coming back to it older and being like this used to be easier <laughs> oh my gosh i think just a, a gaming channel that was based off of just each of us trying to beat each level of the lion king on snes oh my god and it, it went from like that that's a YouTube channel right there. It's like level one, it's each of us trying to beat that game. Um and just our commentary of like people getting just like, oh mother <laughs> Like that that's a fucking show right there. You have two or three different people doing that same level, it's like level one. Uh the one with the fucking flamingos where you're bouncing off the hippos. Oh my god. Yes. That was ridiculous ridiculous I'm pretty sure that's the level i never made it past that because when i watched them play through that uh when i watched asmongold play through that i did not recognize anything after that level that is i definitely would say that's one of the hardest games of all time <laughs> for sure donkey kong 2 is also up there a lot of pe a lot of nerds our age have never seen like you know the the ice parts, for example, or like even the cave parts. A lot of people never even made it that far because those games are so fucking hard. They made gaming too easy, I think. <laughs> Me thinks. Because then if it's too easy, you get to the end and you're like, well, now what? Kind of fuck this. You, you took my joy. It's like disposable, you know, short term, instant fix. We need to make games that are insanely fucking hard, that drive you crazy, that take six to nine months to beat. Not, you know, if at all, if you can ever even get past a single part. We need to make games harder. Uh, that's one of the things Studio Stargazer wants to do, is make games that are really increasingly hard. It'll start off easy, like every good game does here's how you move around here's how you do this here's that and then after that it becomes exponentially harder and almost no almost nobody can actually reach the end of the game the true end of the game um yeah you can just hit like these milestones along the way yeah i feel like i'm not sure if there's any other games at that point like Anytime I watch like top 10 hardest games ever made or like top five, Lion King's always in there. And it's like, 
Did they make this with the intention of no one can ever beat this fucking thing? Because that's what it feels like. <laughs> and I'm not sure there's another game that's on par with that. Like every time I look at it or hear about it or anybody's talking about it, everybody's like, I can't get past this level. I can't beat this game. Fuck this game. I don't, <laughs> I don't hear that about anything else. And it's funny because when they're like, fuck this game, it's still with love. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's one of the best games ever. And I think this is the number one problem with games today is that they make them too easy to beat. They make it too easy to get through the story. Um, and then you get to the end and you're like, well, fuck this. I guess I have to get a new game. Even if they let you go back and there's bonus stuff. It's kind of like, well, meh. It's over. I beat it. You know? Now, where's the next one? And I've always felt that. Always, always. Uh, especially with Tomb Raider games. The, the latest Tomb Raiders from Game of the Year onward are fucking amazing. Those are amazing fucking games. My favorite Tomb Raiders ever. And this is coming from the Triangle Tits era. <laughs> of how, having to kill the tiger. You know, as like a 12 year old in level one, you have to kill a tiger in like the opening scene. It's in a cave and everything's triangles. It's so janky looking by our standards today. <laughs> right. But that's like a real trauma I remember from my childhood of having to kill that tiger. <laughs> in the opening scene or panther jaguar whatever it was and what 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 that and those original tomb raiders were so fucking hard i don't think i could beat them today um the new ones from game of the year on are stunning i mean you can they see are. you can see every pore of her skin you can see every strand of her hair she gets dirty and beaten up and bloody you can see the twinkle in her eyes you can see the fog and the mist and the the all it's, and it's fucking mind-blowing but was the stories the, are too short was it the first playstation or was it ps2 there was one of the uh one of the games that i just like I don't know. I could have fun just in the training course. Like the training period was so long in the beginning of it. Maybe I was just young. I yeah, know. that part of Croft Manor where there's the boxes and you have to jump from box to box yes. and swing oh on shit God. and you climb shit. You know what I'm shit. talking about. I know, exa I know exactly which room you're talking about. That I think is in the original. Yeah, that's in the original Tomb Raider trilogy. Um, Croft Manor was a part of the house that you would go to and you'd have to jump from box to box and then there was that whole climbing and jumping thing. Uh, I knew exactly and swinging. I, that's a, I knew exactly what you're talking about. I've been there. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I, I don't think I've ever actually brought that up with anybody prior to now, but yeah, like I just, I just got lost in like that area of that game and I'm not sure I ever pushed past it. <laughs> I loved Croft Manor. That was my favorite place to go. Uh and they've they've kind of pulled that out a little bit of like the recent games. Because in the original games it was like the first thing that you had to figure out was like your house, how your house works and how to get into certain parts of your own goddamn house, <laughs> you know? 
uh that was like really big in the original trilogy and then it became about going on adventures and collecting artifacts and all of the you know what it became eventually but i croft manor itself i feel like is so important i wish it was a bigger part of some of the newer games that like you could still go there and have a whole other fucking challenge of trying to solve puzzles and riddles and shit inside craft manor to like open up a wine cellar that has been there for 250 years but you didn't know about it you know what I'm saying? Uh, nobody told you and your parents are dead so you're just going whoa <laughs> yeah all right Okay. I got to get off of here. Seriously. Um, we but created. I'm probably going to keep messaging you. Epic. <laughs> well, probably. Rude. Um, tri- epic trilogy. So we got. Epic. We got a recording one that's going to be Hard Truth Main. Recording two that's a Stargazer exclusive Patreon only. Recording three this is Spirit Monkey. So we just made. We just made three shows. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> there you go. God has spoken. Good night, Lena. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's magic. Night, and happy new year in two minutes for me. <laughs> oh, happy new year. Oh my gosh, it's that time. Ah! Happy new year. That was an epic conversation. Three parts. Three episodes. First one, New Year's special. We got together on New Year's, we hung out, we recorded it, and it was amazing. So much fun. And it became a three-part thing. This is the part that is like the spirit monkey part. The best shit, the best deep shit. Oh. But it was the same conversation, but you can only catch part two, that creamy filling. Between part one and part three, because one part part one went out on the podcast as New Year's thing. Part two is a Patreon exclusive. It is called Whiskey in the Weed Jar. A story of a thing that happened. To get access to that, become a Patreon patron of Hard Truth by going to patreon.com slash hardtruthpod or connect directly at studiostargazer.org You can play the show from there. You can find her Patreon button. And yes, yes, 
This is also available to studio patrons. Formerly friends of mine. You can still be friends of Mindwave. I don't really want to change the URL because it's in like 250 episodes that there are all times. Patreon.com slash Mindwave to support the studio that is producing the fucking living shit of this show because I love it. Do you guys love it as much as I do? Kick me a couple bucks, buy me a burrito, that would be cool. Cutes and kisses. Hard Truth is made possible by Jared and Zach and Studios Stargazer and listeners just like you if you want to add your name to that list please proceed to Stargazers Central to be assimilated head to patreon.com slash hard truth pod to get all of the awesomest behind the scenes stuff this was initially going to be an episode a behind the scenes thing it almost feels like it should go out on the regular show everybody should be able to hear this this was one of my biggest problems with Mindwave. Was like, I know I need to make bonus content, but any time I slap something together, that's like, oh my god, this, everybody needs to hear this. No paywall. We don't want to do a paywall here at Studio Stargazer. We don't do paywalls, really. There are other ways for you to see that other stuff that we make. Part of the model, anyway, is that, is that if you are supporting this show monetarily, you will get goodies. For sure, on Patreon. But you can also get tons of goodies right there at studiostargazer.org access to tons of other stuff that other people don't get can you also use the site the mobile site as a podcast player yes you don't have to have any other app if you're only subscribed to ours and you only want to pay attention to that stuff yeah you don't need to download an app for that right there studiostargazer.org built in player and let me just rewind for a second because now might not be the most appropriate time to say it but like studio stargazer 
needs your help, y'all, to keep going. Because having that ability on the site, having the ability to host files, sound files, music, podcasts, audiobooks, being able to be e-commerce ready, all of that costs a lot of money. So we would really appreciate your support if you would like this to keep going. Uh, I have to insert support pitches more because... Uh, this shit, it, it not only is it really hard, it's really expensive. That's like the hard, the hard truth part of it is that it is really expensive to pull this shit off. So your extra couple bucks really helps whether it goes directly to Lena or it goes to the studio. Um, it helps a lot and we'd be more than thrilled to add your name to that list of people at the end of the show who make it possible. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. That place to go again is...
patreon.com slash hard truth pod um, uh separating the whiskey from the weed not only was the whiskey drinkable after doing the coffee filter thing it it tasted a little planty but it was good um, and I let the bud dry out. Not only was the whiskey drinkable, the bud is still smokable. <laughs> and I'm enjoying that. So if you wanted an update on the whiskey accidentally poured into the weed jar experiment, there you go. Thanks for listening, guys. Head on over to studiostargazer.org. Log in, make a free account. And head to the hard truth space. If you have a hard truth to share, that is the safest place for you to do it. It's just for us. Lena says, awesome sauce. I'll post it tomorrow. <laughs> Real time. Gotta love that. Thanks for listening, guys. And stay tuned for the next one. We're in for a wild ride this year. Shoo, <laughs>